Hello, this is BB Daklak, convener of Burning Bush Ministry, and today we'll be continuing our discussion on the subject what is the unpardonable sin. We've basically been saying that the Christian cannot commit the unpardonable sin because the unpardonable sin is to reject Jesus. Now that was what the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees and scribes and their chief priests and Sadducees kept doing every time they rejected jesus even to the point of seeing him perform miracles raise the dead cast out demons and saying he was doing these signs through the power of the devil now that was the most insulting thing anybody could say about jesus and you know the bible says that jesus christ was anointed with the holy spirit and power to do good and heal all who were oppressed by the devil jesus kept casting out demons by the power of the holy spirit and when we attribute the work of the holy spirit to demons that's an insult to the spirit of grace we are trampling jesus underfoot and god will never take that now the christian cannot do that in a fundamental sense because we have already accepted jesus as lord because you've proclaimed jesus as lord it means that you have acknowledged his lordship over all over you over satan over the world over man over demons over angels over all situations of all kinds and because you you have you have acknowledged the lordship of jesus god record your name in the book of life and you are not the one who can commit the sin that cannot be forgiven because you have received jesus as lord and acknowledge the holy spirit you know in his ministry of magnifying jesus but again in our daily lives we tend to you know we tend to play down on the ministry of jesus when we make recourse to the law you know we try to make god give us things based on our self-effort and let me say this Anytime you stand before God to make a request or you stand before the devil to give a command, your request and command only works because your, your, sorry, your request and command only work because of the blood of Jesus. If you base the efficacy of your prayer on anything other than the blood of Jesus, if you're thinking of using anything else to qualify yourself apart from the blood of Jesus, then you are failing. You know, the Bible says, this is a very good example I'm going to give us now. Many times when we pray, we want something from God so much and because we want to try to cajole God, you know, try to make him give it to us, we begin to make vows or swear and make promises. You know, we use the example of Anna saying, Anna prayed to God and said, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you in service. And so God gave Anna Samuel and Anna gave Samuel back to God and God gave Anna more children. Now that was Old Testament. In the New Testament, the Bible says, Ask and you shall receive. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5. I'll read to you from the New Living Translation, NLT. From verse 33 to verse 37. Here it says, You have also heard that our ancestors were told, You must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, Do not make any vows. Do not say, By heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say, by the earth because the earth is his footstool and do not say by jerusalem for jerusalem is the city of the great king do not even say by my head for you can't turn one hair white or black just say a simple yes i will or no i won't anything beyond this is from the evil one jesus is telling us 
explain it here that we should not engage in making vows because making of vows does not impress God. Now I know this is a new thought to many of us because it's like we're used to making vows to the Lord. But I tell you this, you should not impugn the character of God. You should not press down upon his integrity and make him seem like he needs to be impressed to help you. You can't impress God. If God needed to impress, if God needed to be impressed by you first, Christ would not have died. For the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 that while we're yet sinners, while we're yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Now if God loved you enough to give you Jesus Christ and give him up for you while you were still ungodly, hey, the Bible says that in Romans chapter 8 verse 32 it says, he who did not spare his own son but give him up freely for us, but he gave him up for us, shall you not by him also freely give us all things, shall you not with him also freely give us all things. Now that's the character of God. So when we pray to God, trying to use promises and vows to make God do stuff for you is self-righteousness. And we've been pressing upon the matter of self-righteousness because, you know, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, after the fall, when Adam and Eve had fallen and um, they had disobeyed God, they knew they were naked and God came looking for them. You know, God will always keep coming looking for you, even when he knows you have erred. God knew we would be in error sometimes, but God never leaves you. The psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Even in your dark times, Jesus said the Holy Spirit is given to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit never leaves you. He is one who makes you holy. Holiness is greater than sin. You know, sin, people have thought that sin chases the Holy Spirit away. But no, I make bold to say that the Holy Spirit is the one who chases sin away. Now, Adam and Eve covered themselves with fig leaves because they went to, you know, they were hiding from God. They were afraid. They were self-condemned. And, um, and the fig tree was their attempt at covering themselves, their nakedness from God. That was self-righteousness stemming from condemnation. But the Bible says in Mark 11 that Jesus Christ cursed the fig tree. You see, they used fig leaves, but Jesus Christ even cursed the tree from which the leaves came. And after he had done that, he began to teach his disciples on faith. He began to tell them, oh, um, you said to, to this mountain be removed. He said, um, have the faith of God, you know. You said to this mountain be removed and be thrown into the sea. And you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that what you say will come to pass. You have what you say. And, and whatever you ask, whatever you desire in prayer, whatever you ask, believe, you receive, and you shall have. So Jesus is saying that the way to have faith first, the first step to having faith is to rebuke the spirit of condemnation and self-righteousness and we have in our daily lives to condemn self-righteousness every time you find yourself trying to um, um, trying to achieve things from God, trying to make God do stuff for you, trying to make yourself have favor before God and enjoy his blessings by, by labor, by work, it's wrong, bank on God's grace, God's grace will give you strength and make you work more than you could have ever worked in your own strength. I repeat that. God's grace will empower you to work way more than you could have in your own strength. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10 says, By the grace of God I am what I am, yet his grace within me was not in vain, it wasn't wasted, but I labored more than other apostles, yet not I, but the grace of God which was within me. Paul did not attribute his hard work and great success in ministry to his intelligence or his strength. Paul said instead, he said, 
in fact if you check first corinthians chapter 2 he made it clear that wasn't due to any positive virtues or powers or strengths he has it was simply because of the grace of god that paul succeeded in ministry and god is saying to you today if you want to succeed in life and ministry you have to learn to look away from yourself unto jesus you know you know you know many times we have struggles with sins in our lives and wonder how do i get away from this sin from this bad habit you know from this from these depressing thoughts you know this this wrong cycle of poverty of defeat of lack of disfavor but see a um this this um stagnation but the bible says the bible says that we can conquer sin hebrews chapter 12 it says let us run our the race set before us you know and let us remove lay aside let us set aside the sins that so easily cling to us that fasten themselves upon us the sins that so easily beset us looking unto jesus the bible says the way to lay sin aside is not to struggle with the sin but to look unto jesus don't struggle with sin look at the savior jesus christ is your savior is your savior from sin and by the power of your savior sins overcome effortlessly now so let me say this the christian cannot commit the unpardonable sin because you have come to trust in the savior as in the lord jesus christ our lord and savior so again in our daily lives we ought to continue to press upon this belief and know that jesus christ is not just our lord also our savior and he stands to defend you to make sure that your life goes well if you have any problem give it over to him and let him handle it peter said in first Peter chapter 5 Casting all your care upon him, verse 10, for he cares for you. Praise the Lord.